I remember. Alrighty. Says the Ben Yishchaya Kadosh. Just so you can appreciate a little more of the Ben Yishchaya, I spoke to my Rav recently about, um, I think it was Monsei Shabbat, I spoke to him about, I think the Ben Yishchaya, we I don't know how it got into the conversation on that. So, I asked him, uh, I told him, I go like, Ravavadia, I paskin like Ravavadia, is that proper? Should I, should I paskin like the Ben Yishchaya? Ah, I know how it started. Rabbi Nachman says that you shouldn't be, you shouldn't be too machmir. Why? Because it was very common then that people wanted to be machmir and they knew that it should be machmir, but the situation had it that the world wasn't flourishing like it is now and it was very hard to be machmir. He gave me an example. There's a big machloket on rice. Big machloket on rice. What brachat brachat on rice. We bless mezonot. There's people who bless Adama. There's people who bless Shehakol. The Balatanya says to bless Shehakol. So, my Rav, he paskins like uh, the Hasidim. He said, what we have at the table, when we have rice, we, Baruch Hashem, take out Adama, we take out Mizanot, a real Mizanot, and we take out a real Shehakol. We bless on those and we're all happy, we're fantastic. But people back in the day, they didn't have food like we do now. They didn't have storage like we do now. They didn't have the amount of stores and how easy it is to order food and this and that we do now. And he said a million examples. He said a, very, a lot of examples of how people would go out of their, would not be able to stay in their own shell because they can't fulfill the chumrot, the stringencies in the alacha. He says that Rabbi Nachman wanted to distance you from completely. That Rabbi Nachman says as long as you're following the alacha basic, you don't have to be machmir. It's going to cause you stress. Don't be stressed out. Don't be stressed out. But, my Rav said, in this generation where the Chumrot can come so easily, right? Mine. If you ever look on Ilchot Netilat Edayim, the amount of water that Maran actually necessitates to go on your hands for Netilat Edayim is an absolute joke. If I would tell you that that's how they used to do Netilat Edayim, Lechatchila, according to Maran, it's a joke, right? This amount of water, literally, without an exaggeration, is as much as you need for both of your hands. One, two, three... One, two, three. What do we use? At least six times this. Maybe ten times this. Maybe twenty times this in my cups. I use a whole thing. One. Fill it up. Two. Why? Because nowadays everything's b'shefa. Since everything's b'shefa, Hashem gave the world such a blessing that when we are able to be machmer, when we are able, it's easy to be machmer. It's not going to cause us unnecessary stress and maybe I'm not fulfilling the will of Hashem if I'm not doing it like this then my Rav said then it's very good to be machmir if it's not going to cause you stress and it's going to cause you that you're, you feel like you're fulfilling more of the halacha so anyways he told me to uh, El the next thing ooh. <laughs> it's a little thing that was weird anyways yeah, I don't know what that was those are weird so one here? Yeah, it's here. Go on the floor, go on the table. Anyways, so my Rav said not to disregard Rav Avadia, but he said that Rav, the Ben Ishchai lived in a completely different generation. He said he lived when there was, this was before anything was created. There was no electricity and things like that. And there wasn't in Baghdad, there wasn't uh, cell phones, and there wasn't politics, and there wasn't this, and there wasn't that. And he said to really get to the to really get to the lev of what Hashem wants and paskin like that, 
He says, you should know that the Ben Yishchai had an advantage. Because Ravadi was in a time that there was, there was a lot to, to deal with. Many psakim that he has is because he had to paskin like that. He had to find a way out. He had to find a leniency. Um, so, again, you have to understand, the Ben Yishchai was a tremendous, Rabbi tremendous. Rabbi was a lot more strict on himself. The only reason why he right. did it so medium is for, for us, for the generation. Right. 100%. So his son asked him, his son asked him in his svarim, in your books, his son asked Ravavadiyah, he said, you write, machmirim at the end of a lot of halachot. Here's the halacha, and there's machmirim. But when you give a shiur, Motzei Shabbat, you never once, that I've seen you for years, you've never said, yesh machmirim. There are those who are stringent. I said, why? He says, halvai, that the, the, the am will just do the simple halacha. Halvai. He says, if they want to learn more, let them look inside the books. They'll see they have to learn more. But if they don't want to do more, at least they're doing the simple most thing. But at the end of the day, a person who's able to learn through a book and he's able to see the different opinions and why and we and he's able to sometimes go towards the more strict opinion the uh, I forgot which Rav but a certain a certain Rav says Rebbe says that when you when you want to do the Khumrah it shows a certain purity to your soul it shows that you want to do the Ratzon Hashem again not in all cases because in all cases it's not practical but in a lot of cases it could be very practical now let's get down to business. So just to show you the gadlut of the Ben Yishchai, my was very mitpa'el. He said the Ben Yishchai had so much kedusha and Rocha Kodesh. He said it was, he was unbelievable. He said, you have no idea. En he said, there's no imagination of who the Ben Yishchai was and his holiness. Alrighty. When a person is starting the brachot of Shema, Yotzer Or, Baruch Atah Hashem Elokeinu Melech HaOlam, Yotzer Or Uborach Hoshech. He should touch his tefillin shliyad, move it around a little bit, but not the tefillin shlorosh. It's not yotzer or uvorei choshech. You do not touch your tefillin shlorosh when you say uvorei choshech. Kitfilat yotzer ba'olam babriya, because the, this part of tefillah now we just left. Um, we went from asiya to yitzira to bria. Now we're in olam abriya. And the Tfidin Shilyad is also sourced in the Olam Abriya. So that's why you're touching what's connected to it at that moment in time. And that's why you do not touch your head. Because your head Tfidin is going to be connected to Atzilut, which is going to be right before Amida. We're going to say, Baruch Atah Hashem, Ga'al Yisrael, play with our Tfidin, kiss it, and go into Amida. We're going to see that in a moment. And don't do like the dull, like the, the dumb. Don't say, many people do this, Yotzer Or, Uvore Choshech. And then they kiss. No. The Ramah brings it down. The Ramah brings it down. Uh, I'm not, is it the Ramah itself? I'm not sure if the Ramah itself, but the, the Ashkenazim <coughs> do do it. Um, it's based off of one Ashkenazi Rav. Um, and Ravadia has a whole thing that he, well, he's going to hear here. He's going to argue with the Ben Ishchai and say, whoever does it has on what to rely on because of that Rav. But anyways, according to Kabbalah, it's definitely, it definitely should be done, and it's also not the minhag of Sephardim. But you're right. Ashkenazim do do it. Um, correct. I don't know if it's the Ramah. could be the Ramah. V'lo ya'aseh ki minhag borim lamashmesh gam b'tfilin shal rosh, ki mishmush tfilin shal rosh, en kan mekomo. This is not the place. This is not the place. Correct? Mm-hmm. You have to have everything, a time, and a place. And a place. Right now, the tfilin shal yad is the superstar, because he's in Olam Abriya, and you're starting Olam Abriya, which is Yotzer Or, the Brachot of Shema. And the Tefillin Shal Rosh is an Olam Atzilut. It has nothing to do with Olam Abriya right now. 
Ela who kodim tefilat amida v'kasher neveir. It's right before tefilat amida, which we're going to explain. Umatzati katu b'sefer ktivat yad. I saw written in a certain book, a certain sefer that he handwritten the handwritten the hand wrote the book. Tov shaniach yadav al tefilin shel yad lemala mibgadav kol meshach zman berchot kriyat shema diotzer kedei datzet idichovat mitzad esachadat lefachot beitzu ki yesh sovrim desagi baachi. Listen to this. According to the Benishchai, Okay, I had to read the whole thing it was one really long sentence. The point is that the Benishchai saw written in a certain sefer that since we're supposed to have no hesachadat, no interruption between our mind and the tefillin, so he gave an advice, instead of just doing it at the beginning, yotzer or, and then kissing your fingers, what do you do? You, you continue to kiss your tefillin, like this, while saying the brachot, like this, yeah, the entire time you're saying the bracha of yotzer or. Everyone understand what I said? Yeah. So, he says it's a it's a it's a good advice. It's it's a takana tova, and he says, but don't leave your hand there. The rav said to leave your hand there, leave your hand there so you can always remember. But he says, give yourself a week. You're going to leave your hand there, and you're not going to remember what you're doing. So he says, what you should what you should do. You should always remember. You should kiss, read. Until you finish that one brach. So in order she will at least have, not have hesachadat at least there. Hesachadat means interruptions in your minds. Yeah? The first bracha of the Birkot Kriyachma. After Yishtabach. After Yishtabach, after Baruchu, the first bracha. The whole first bracha. Just Yotor is the beginning words of the bracha. Alrighty, my beautiful friends. Allah Everyone got it? Yeah, so you kiss your tefillin. Some say you kiss your tefillin the entire time. Why? Because you're not Lama Bria and you don't kiss your Rosh tefillin. Kedushat Yotzer, Tzarich Lomar Miyushav. That's what he was saying. Kadosh, Kadosh, Kadosh. Kedushat Yotzer, you have to say sitting. When you're going to say Kadosh, Kadosh, Kadosh. What happens if you do it standing? Sorry, it's your sir. Your sir. That's it. Yeah. But then, then it continues this blessing, this Rosh Hashem. So. Keep yeah, until here. Again, you don't have to do that. Oh, you okay. definitely have to do it once. Yotzer or kiss yeah. your hand, kiss your tefillin shaliyad, and then put it to your lips once. He says, if if you want, it's a good idea. It's a very good, it's a very good thing to do. Continue kissing until 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 ahavatolam until the second bracha. <laughs> no, it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be like this. It doesn't be like that. No, just every so often, continue kissing. Uh, so just to ha- remind you that you have to feel in. What happens if you're standing during Kadosh Kadosh? So, what if you just stand? I'm saying. Here, he answers your question. And if he was standing, he must sit. Okay, but I was, that not, was, that not, was that not exactly your question? I said, the Kedushav Yotzer, you have to stand. Well, you have to sit. I'm sorry, you have to sit. And then you asked, what if you're standing? Very good question. Vim Hayao Med, and if he was standing, Sarih Shiv, he must sit. Benishai loves you. 
he knew David Sutton was going to be in, in his shiur. And listen, and ask that exact question at that exact time. So the next words, which I already have underlined, is if he was standing, he must sit. Ve'aminhag po'irenu, shi'amtinu atzibur. What, you're asking B'diavad, what if he stood? Yeah. B'diavad, he's fine. B'diavad. B'diavad. Is the reason why you have to sit while you say that? Yeah, everything's uh, very Kabbalistic over here, my friends. You're, you're, you're dealing with a lot of, uh, a lot of very important things. So many times this doesn't happen, but the best, many times this does happen also, I should say. But the best thing is that the whole kahal, if they got to Yotzer, if they got to Kadosh, 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 they should wait before saying it in order so the whole kahal can say it together. That's the Minhag in Baghdad, and that's the best thing to do. Good? Meaning don't go ahead. Again, if you're, if you're not going ahead, it's going to cause you to be lagging, because once they hit that point and, they, and they, you're together with them, they're just going to go much quicker. So where go ahead? So you have to wait until they, they get to the Baruch Kadosh, Kadosh, Kadosh. Uh, that's also. Yeah. That's also. You should start with them. Unless you know, again, all this is if you can keep up with them, with your Kavanah. <clears throat> right. If you know you can't, so you're allowed to go all the way until Tehilot Leon. You can go all the way till the end of them, the, the Baruchot of Shema. Without, without them, because and then you need to concentrate. No, before, forget Shema. You can say Shema without them too. For Amidah. The main thing is to be in Amidah. All the way to Amidah. All the way until Tehilot Le'elion. Tehilot Le'elion is the is the paragraph where you stand exactly. So go till there. There you wait. And there you wait. Again, that's if you cannot concentrate. Let's say, for example, you go to a minyan that they're super quick. Yeah. So I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna risk saying these things together with them if I'm gonna, not gonna be able to concentrate afterwards, and I have to catch up and mumble my words to catch up with them. So what does the halacha say? So you're allowed to continue until almost amida, and then when they get there, they get there. So at least you did what you needed to do to pray to Hashem. Yeah. They want to take, they want to go very quickly. I, I did my own schedule. But if you're able to, if you're in a regular minyan, let's say Shabbat morning where they go slowly, so you should definitely start this with them. Definitely say Shema with them. Definitely say Kadosh, Kadosh, Kadosh with them. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Everything with them. Say everything with them. Yeah. If you can. Yeah. You can't, so you can't. Remember Good? A couple of weeks ago, I said when, when you say Kadosh, 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 you hold the tefillin. Oh, yeah, he didn't say that. Let's see. Um, yeah, he says that here. Oh, that's what we Oh, he left his uh, phone here. Mm-hmm. Answer it, answer it. Yeah. Call him back. Did you ask his phone? No. Oh, send, send, send. Yeah? Yeah. Hi, uh, Rabbi Medrash must have left his phone in his shear this morning for Dafyomi. Hello? Rabbi Medrash? Hello? So when you're saying the Kedusha Vyotzer, Kadosh Kadosh Kadosh, you kiss your Tvidin Shalyad, and you say the Kedusha sitting down. Good? Simple. Second halacha, let's just review it. You should say the Kedusha sitting down. You should say it with everybody, if you can. And you should kiss the Tefillin Shalyad while you're reciting the Kadosh, Kadosh, Kadosh. Says Allah HaGemol, Yafsik ben Yotzer u ben Or. Delo lishtama yitzror. Okay? 
So that you should enunciate your words. Yotzer, and then comma, or. Not to have too much of a break, because Hashem did Yotzer, or Hashem did create light, but you shouldn't have it sound like Yotzer. Yotzer sounds, um, uh, what exact word is Yotzer? I'm not sure. Maybe someone else knows. Yotzer? What is it? Yotzer. Anyway. Yetzar? Tsar. It's like an enemy. Ah, beautiful. Thank you so much. So that's what he doesn't want us to do. He doesn't want us to sound, Baruch Hashem, Yotzror. The enemy. Hashem is not the enemy. Hashem fights our enemies. Thank you very much. It seems like he forms our enemies. He forms them, destroys them, brings them up, brings them down, everything. So one thing he's forming light, and then he's creating darkness. And then when it says... Right. 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 Uh, censors? No way. The Gemara says that. Right, right. The Gemara says you're saying the Chazal changed. Oh, okay, okay. All right. We don't want them to say, oh, you guys are worshipping, you know. Thank you very much, Stephen. Stephen. Let's finish this on time. How was how was this morning? You did good, yeah. Sounds interesting. Daf Tet. Hey, we Can you repeat that? So, out of the three lower worlds, right? You have Yitzira, Yotzer, or that's Yitzira, and then Borei Hoshek, Borei is Bria, and Borei Etakol is Bria. Osei Shalom, Osei Sasiya, right? These are the same Lushans as those three lower worlds before Atsilut of Naamita. So, it's interesting that you're kissing by Yitzira, not by the Bria, of the Bracha. I hear. Uh, yeah, I hear. You have an answer? It's a gateway, maybe. Right? Kazuka <laughs> Dezimra, we're transitioning by Borofu from Yitzira to Bria. Oh, that's maybe. cute. So maybe this Wait, is Yitzira is the highest. No, Yitzira is the highest. Ah, right. So you go from Yitzira to Bria. Uh-huh. Right. Corbinota is a Sia. Right, right. And then Kazuka Dezimra is, is the Yitzira, world of formations. Here's a question. I didn't hear the question, but I hear the answer. answer yeah. yeah, yeah, it's a good question. question. Very good. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's uh, coming to say that right now, the lower uh, uh, 
worlds, the Asiya, Yetzirah, are getting elevated. Right, we're transitioning to, to the, the Bria, Bria, and we're not kissing during the Bria, we're kissing yeah. during the Yetzir or rather than yeah. Borei Hoshek or Borei yeah. Ethakol. Because he's, he's saying that the brachot are in the Lama Bria. So why aren't we kissing at Borei Choshech or Borei Takol? Mm-hmm. Why are we kissing at Yotzer, which is Yitzira, which is the Psukei Zimmer world, mm-hmm. not in the Birkot Kriyashma world? Mm-hmm. That was his question. Yeah, so he has a similar answer that, that, of the transitioning. Right. You know, kind of the, the raising them. Unbelievable stuff. We should, we should have Mamash, Kavanan, Tefillah. We're doing unbelievable things. So says the Rav, you should have a comma between Yotzer and Or, not to have it sound like Yotzer, Yotzer, rather Yotzer, Or. Make sure you pause. lomar ki al tov, labkarim. Ki al Okay, you have to say uvetuvo mechadesh because this tov uvetuvo is from the word tov. Mechadesh besod chadashim labkarim. So, Hashem creates the world every single day. Every single moment for sure. That's what creates. That's time. So what is yeah? What's the significance of this? Uvetuvo mechadesh. In His goodness, He renews. Called to call call Yom Tamid. Every day, continually. Yeah, I'm not exactly sure. I mean, I don't know if he wants to say anything. He just says you have to say uh-huh. right. because that's the aspect of the good that Hashem renews the world every day. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I, maybe says, I, I yeah. thought I was reading something else into it, but it doesn't yeah. seem like it. Yeah. Okay. So you should stop between the words Ubeni'ima and Kedusha. Ubeni'ima, Kedusha, right before the Kadosh, Kadosh, Kadosh. So I guess some people don't have this text. You should say mm-hmm. Not just one Lu'umat, two Lu'umats. Mm-hmm. Like it's written in the Arizal Sefer. Not It's La'el. To the God that knows. Shuhu Baruch, that God is blessed. Yitnu Ni'ima, that God you should give. Ni'ima, Ni'ima is like pleasantness song, I guess, too. Vechain Lamelech El Chayvekayam, Halamid Shel Lamelech Bekamatz. It should also be not Lemelech, not Le, Lamelech. What's the difference between Lemelech and Lamelech? It's like stressing. I think La is to him, Le is for him. Okay. 
ותשבחות, ותשבחות, בחות יש, תשבחות יש מיהו? תשבחות. תש, תש, with a e, תש, with a da, that's a chiric. תשבחות יש מיהו? ברוך השם that we have סידורים, by the way. Back in the day, they had סידורים without dots. If they had סידורים. Now we have סידורים with dots. השם ידברך helps us. כמו שכתבתי לאל, ברוך שאמר, כי אני אזכר שזה ברוך יום, ברכים ומשבחים, כולם בוו. ומברכים, ברש תיבת ונון בסופו. אוקיי, ומברכים, ומשבחים, with a vav in the beginning, but you don't pronounce the vav, you say u, instead of v. וכשאומר בעל גבורות, ידגיש העין. Not בעל, בעל, בעל גבורות. You should have in mind the עין and give it emphasis. שלא יבלעו, יבלועה. You shouldn't swallow the עין. ויהיה כאומר בעל, חס ושלום. אה, כי בעל גבורות means doesn't have גבורות. It's Baal Givorot. Why not Baal Givorot? Because Baal is he doesn't have. So he doesn't have power, Chaz Hashem. The answer is no. It's Baal Givorot. He is the master of power. Makaniskar v'chesed, you with me? V'chesed le'alafim. V'lo yomar l'man lo nevosh. Elo yomar v'lo nevosh. Don't say l'man lo nevosh. So we will not be embarrassed. Say v'lo nevosh. We will not be embarrassed. V'lo nekalim. Makaniskar v'achonim. Like all the achonim. wrote. Beautiful, beautiful, amazing, amazing. I want to continue. I want to continue. Um, I don't know what, I, I, I think I want to continue. I'm pretty sure. I want to finish the Lekutim Ram with you guys on lesson two. Even though it's not Hanukkah, I think that praising God is not just an eight-day experience. So we should, um, do you guys mind doing a Lekutim Ram? You don't mind. Okay. Um, you have a few minutes? You got to go? You have to be at work at nine? So stay if you're your own boss. Stay till nine. No, I'm going to stay later. I'm going to stay later? Don't take a lunch break. Eat sitting down. So eat quicker. Don't eat quicker. Eat less. Okay. Lukute Moran or Lukute Halahal? Lukute Moran. We're in the middle of Torah 2. 2-2? 2-2, yeah. Okay, so it says um, Kind of jumping back in the middle For like the second time But Gotta do what you gotta do sometimes Okay Elohim Zebechinat Torah We said that Let me just go back to the three We said that El Elohim Yudke Vavke Is the aspect of Tefillah Torah and Shiduchim So we explained how tefillah was El. El Elohim Yudke Vavke is tefillah Torah Shiduchim. Tefillah Torah Shiduchim, yeah. So we know that tefillah is El. Yeah. Because we said, we use the Pasuk, Minayin Sharaq Kadosh Baruch Hu Liyaakov El. The Pasuk says, Vikralo El. Because through tefillah, we're able to take the power, Kivyachol from Hashem, and Bimavatel is Gzerot. El is power. We have power. And that's why we're called Yisra El. El al Yedei Tfila. We're called El al Shema Tfila. 
because that's the koach to be mevatel decrees. We're called Yisrael in order to be having the power to mevatel the decrees. Okay, then the next one is Elohim is the aspect of Torah. There's El Elohim Yitkevavke. Tefillah, Torah. What was the last one? It's Shiduchim. I believe that's talking about Yaakov Ezeb. Let's see. <coughs> Hold on. Actually, in English, they, they say the whole Pasuk in the beginning. Let's read the Pasuk in English. He will serve as your spokesman to the people. Ah, so it's talking about Aaron and, and Moshe. What is the source? Oh, this is Chumash. This is uh, Shemot. Shemot, right. Uh-huh. He will serve as your spokesman to the people, and it will be that he will serve as your mouth, and you will be for him a lord. Mm-hmm. You will be for him a lord. Interesting. So pretty much he's going to be, Moshe, Aaron's going to be the spokesman of, Mo, of Moshe Rabbeinu. Mm-hmm to the people and it will be that he will serve as your mouth and you will be for him as a Elohim that Moshe will okay, be for Pharaoh, Aaron Pharaoh right? Mo, Mo, as, a, as a lord oh as a shepherd no Aaron is going to speak to Pharaoh I thought it was gonna, I thought it was no or to, to um, Israel no, well be, to the people gonna be. to the people and Aaron is going to be like Hashem to no. the people no, no, no. And then it says, it sounds like it's saying that Moshe is going to be a... Um, let's just read it again. He will serve as your spokesman to the people, and it will be that he will serve as your mouth, and you will be for him a Elohim. So it could be that Aaron is going to be for Moshe and Elohim. No, Moshe is going to be for Aaron Elohim. Right, it depends who the Pasuk is referring to again. Elohim, Moshe, Aaron. Um, Aaron is going to give it to the people. Four way. Oh, you're saying because. Uh, like that. Uh-huh. Descending line. Let's see. Let's see. Um, Hashem puts words in, our, in Moshe's mouth. So and, Moshe's then to, like and, and, and then. And Aaron's like the. Aaron's the, yeah, the, the spokesman. Yeah. Uh huh. Okay. Down. Sounds. Oh, I don't see any. Yeah, sounds now. good. One, two, three, four. Sounds good. Makes more sense like that. Definitely makes more sense. So Elokim ze Torah. Koshkatuv vaatatielo leElokim. Targumol leRav. What does it mean, Elokim leRav? Rabbi. Seventy-seven. Whereas the meaning of Aaron serving as Moshe's mouth is sufficiently clear, Moshe's role as Aaron's Elokim. There, yeah, it is. Moshe's role as Aaron's Elokim is less so. Rabbi Nachman cites Targum Onkelis, which renders Elohim in this text as Rav, Rabbi. Moshe would serve as Aaron's master and teacher. He would illuminate Aaron with the teachings of Torah, and this would enable him to serve as Moshe's spokesman. In the text of our lesson, the Rebbe reads, Elohim, Rabbi, as alluding to the holy name of Elohim. Okay, over here also, obviously, it doesn't mean that Moshe Rabbeinu will be Aaron's Elohim, right? It just means, it means Rav, because that's what the translation is, but... It still used the same word, so Rabbi Nachman is able to use it because it does say Elohim. This is the meaning of he will serve as your mouth. Okay, let's go back. He will be for your mouth. He will be your mouth. Because we know that Torah shines to the mouth. 
<clears throat> the Torah is able to give your mouth, give, so to speak, your speech, um, a tremendous boost. Dahainu hadibor, right? It's able to give speech. Because the rabbi is able to give a proper path to his students to go on. That's the job of the rabbi, right? The job of the rabbi is to show a proper path to the students. If you extract its precious from the vial, vial is, I believe, uh, throw up, no? I think vials throw up. How do you spell that? If you extract the precious from my vial, from the vial, you will be like my holy mouth. You will be like my mouth. Hashem says. So, um, it's a pasuk in your meow. Vial. I believe vial throw up. I don't know how much, how necessary it is, but we can look it up. Says Webster's, wretchedly bad, highly offensive, unpleasant or objectionable, repulsive or disgusting, morally debased, foul, filthy, etc., etc., etc. I I I think it's also referred to throw up, which makes sense in my mind now. Because okay, so the point is, let me just see seventy nine. Sorry, let's let's. Sorry, my fault. The pasuk says it's okay. I'm fine. Thank you. God reassured the prophet Yirmiyahu that if he would guide others away from evil, let's answer to the home. Hello? 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 Did I do something wrong? Hello? Anyways, so... God reassured the prophet Yirmiyahu that if he would guide others away from evil and toward the path of Torah and returning to God, his mouth would be like the mouth of God. <clears throat> yeah, so the Hashem told Yirmiyahu, if you take people away from evil, mm-hmm. closer to the path of Torah and returning to Hashem, his mouth would be like the mouth of Hashem. Rashi explains that when a person teaches others about Hashem, Hashem promised Yirmiyahu that his mouth will oh, be his, like his mouth. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Mouth. Rashi's going to explain that about uh-huh. everybody. Yeah. Rashi says that when a person teaches others about Hashem, he's granted the power to nullify heaven's decrees. That goes for all of us. Why not? In a certain sense. A certain little sense. decrees for little people, big decrees for big people. In the context of our lesson, this yeah. teaches that when a rabbi directs his students on an unswerving path towards God, he merits illuminating speech, illuminated speech. His mouth becomes God's mouth, as it were, and he thus, and he is thus able to supplement, supplant, to supplant the words of God, the words of God's decrees with his own mouth. Meaning, supplant, I believe, or cancel. You know, what supplant is. Yeah, supplement is in not supplement. Addition. Supplant. Supplant, no? S-U-P-P-L-A-N-T. Maybe you mean supplement. Let's see. To take the place of 
to take to replace supplement. supplement yeah, it's like a supplement. It's in the word supplement. Supplement. Well, supplement is really to add. add yeah. Over here, it's not. Substitute is replace. Yes, so supplement is a synonym to 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 replace. Supplement is like replace. Good to know. Alrighty. Says the Rav. This is the aspect of truth. The true Torah was in his mouth. Where is that written? In Malachim. Where is that going off of? Hello, welcome. The Torah of truth was in his mouth. The subject of this verse from Malachi is Pinchas. He taught the people the Torah of truth, never falsifying anything. Others maintain that it refers to the prophet Eliyahu. In fact, both opinions are correct. Because Pinchas, Eliyahu, was Pinchas. In the context of our lesson, this proof text links Torah with truth and the mouth of speech. When taught, when taught properly, the Torah of truth illuminates the four categories of speech. In the prayer, Rav Nassim composes based on, based on this teaching, he adds that this is why it is so very important to find the right rabbi and teacher, one who directs his students on an upright path, right, a proper path of Judaism, of Torah and Yerat Shemayim. This relates to what Rabbi Nachman taught earlier regarding the study of Alakha. Because only with knowledge of Alakha can a person's halicha, can a person's going in the proper path. What's Alakha? It means halicha. If you don't know Alakha, you can't walk in Judaism. Right, you can't walk. You can't take two steps in Judaism without knowing an Alakha. Alakha is the most important limud in Torah because as much as Chumash is superbly important and Gemara is superbly important, and Kabbalah is the highest, most learning. Without Alakha, you'll be doing Averot left and right. You'll be doing Averot Kalot v'chamurot. If you don't know Alakha. So Alakha is more important than... Alakha is the Gemara? most important learning of Torah in general. Okay. Alakha is the most important. Not that. Not that. Practical Alakha. Learning Alakha. Yeah, yeah learning Alakha. Yeah. Learning Alakha, if you, if you can learn the source to the practical, tactical yeah, yeah, yeah. application, that's the best. Yeah. But if you're learning just the practical application, it's also very important. To, to be able to learn what you can do and what you cannot do is the most important thing that you can do in your life. Again, that's not to say that Musar is not just as important. It's not to say that Gemara is not just as important as Alakha. But Alakha is the most important in the sense of you must know what to and to not do. Without that, you're literally in, you're, you're blindfolding yourself to every, every five seconds you're encountering in Alakha. Is this only... Rabbi Nachman's opinion, or is more opinions? I can't. I mean, Rabbi says, listen to this psak. Yeah. Rabbi says, if you have less than three hours a day to learn Torah, you must only learn Alacha. And he says, Rabbi Rabbi Yosef. And listen to this. And he says, if you learn Gemara within that time, it's not you're not fulfilling your mitzvah of Talmud Torah. Wow. I never understood it. I asked. I asked. I once asked a rabbi. I said, What's pshat? How can Gemara not be Talmud Torah? He says, because when you have such an obligation on your head of learning Alakha, how dare you learn something else? You need to know Alakha. Do you know Alakha? I don't know Alakha. So why aren't you learning Alakha? Oh, because I like Chumash. You, yeah, you like Chumash. I like, I like eating cake too. But at the end of the day, you have you to have uh, regular food. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you. Rovadi is not with you. I'm with you. Me and you are on a team. I'm not with you. I'm with you. Rovadi is not with you. And Rabbi Nachman doesn't talk about it. He just talks about the importance of learning Alakha. This relates to what Rabbi Nachman taught earlier about learning the study of Allah, because only with knowledge of the codes, meaning 
Can a person, halicha, go or walk, bring him to the path whose reward is the delight in the world to come? So, very important. Okay. So, um, okay. Um, okay, let's just, let's just do this. The last one. So we now we know that El is Tefillah. So there's three names of Hashem that they relate to three different things. We said that there's three names of God. El Elohim and Yud Kevavke. El is Tefillah. And what's the El? El is power. So the power that we have in our Tefillah is to be annulling Hashem's decrees. To make it very short. That's why we're called Israel. We have that power. Then Torah is connected to Elohim. Because the Pasuk says, the Pasuk says, by Aaron and Moshe, that Moshe will be Elohim to Aaron. Aaron will be the spokesman, but Moshe will teach Aaron what to say. And the Torah says that he will be Elohim. You'll be his Elohim. Give you a whole his superior. His and the Targumunculus explains it like Rav, like a like a rabbi. You'll be his rabbi. So Rabbi Nachman explains that you'll be able. What does a rabbi do? He enlightens Torah to his students for them to keep on the proper path of Torah, mitzvot, and Yerat Shemaim. Now, now that we know the Elohim's Torah, the last one. Hashem Zevachinat Yud Kevavke is the aspect of Shiduchim. Shiduchim. Um, Shiduchim. The Pasuk says, Bevachinat, like the Pasuk, like the, sorry, the Rabbi says, from the Pasuk we learn, Me'ashem Yatsa HaDavar. This has come out from Hashem. Ah, oh, you know who that was? That was, I believe, I believe, no, that was wrong. Avraham sent his servant Eliezer to find a wife for Yitzchak, that we know. This verse refers, this verse is from Genesis. If anyone doesn't know what Genesis is, it's Breshit. Appears in the response Eliezer received after asking for the hand of Rivka for his master's son. Rivka's father and brother replied that they could not object because it was clear from Eliezer's account of the events that God, and which God, specifically Yudke Vavke, had arranged this match. They said, how can we not? It says, From God this came. With this verse, Rabbi Nachman proves that Yudke Vavke is associated with matchmaking and marriage. So we see that, um, what were their names again? Rivka's father and Betuel and uh, what was his name? Rivka's father and brother. Okay, anyways, Rivka's father and brother. Betuel and Levan. 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 Levan was the father of. The brother of Rivka. Yeah, Rivka's brother. Rivka's brother, correct. There you go. Now I'm thinking in my mind that Yaakov's father-in-law was Levan. But that makes sense. Who is uh, her father? Yeah. Terach. No, Terach was the father of Avram. Avish. Oh, your father. Of Avram. Father-in-law. Father-in-law. Yeah. Who? Of Yaakov? No, Lava. Avram. Oh, of Avram. Uh, what was Avram's mommy's name? Here's Torah trivia for the day. You can have this for Torah trivia if you ever need an icebreaker. Yes, yeah, someone, what was Avram's mommy's name? Avram's father was known as Terach. That's yeah, famous. Yeah, Terach, yeah. What's uh, Mrs. Terach. Mrs. Terach. Very good. Very good. Very good. I, like I say, I, I tell people, I know, I know your wife's name. I'm not married yet. I know, I know her name. What's her name? Mrs. Goldberg. <laughs> okay. So, um, the, um, the, her name was Amtalai Bat Carnivore. Carnivore, Carnivore. 
Carnivore sounds like a uh, dinosaur. Okay, so we see from this account of Rivka's brother and father that they even said, Me'ashem yatsa'adavar, that yud kevavke shayach tashiduchim. Why is it shayach tashiduchim? Because, or else they would have used a different name. Mishaka yatsa'adavar, mi'el yatsa'adavar. Why did they say Why did the Torah go out of its way to write Yudkevavke? Because that name of Hashem has to do with Shiduchim. An intelligent woman comes from Yudkevavke. 83. Okay. Um, there's ten aspects of speech that came to the world. The Gemara and Kedushin says, I hope everyone, probably you guys didn't get there yet, but you'll get there very soon. You probably have been there. Gemara and Kedushin says, ten aspects of speech came down to the world. Nine of them took the uh, women and one to the whole world. I think you told me that you did learn this also. Come on, Shamro, but Tinnus, Gemara and Kedushin. The women were also part of that. Of the one, right? Yeah. Of the one. Nine something. Yeah. Right. It's funny. Vikol, it's true. Vikol's As long as there's no connection. Ah. So it says here, as long as there's there are no marriage bonds, speech lacks perfection. Aval kashrin, but when there is a marriage, when the people combine, connect, that's when speech is really able to be. Um, completed. Rabbi Nachman explains that speech can be complete only when the nine measures of speech that women took are combined with the single portion that men possess. He says, uh, it's a joke. I don't know if that one is, by the way, it's real or it's a joke, but he says, that one is by men. Matching making in marriages are thus the completion of speech, the rectification of malchut. So, um, when a person, when a person gets married, and when a person is able to make marriages, he's able to rectify malchut, which is the aspect of speech. <laughs> okay, so we, now we have that Elohim is Torah, we see that by Aaron and Moshe, Moshe is going to be his rabbi, and we see El being tefillah by we having the power, and by Yaakov Avinu also, he quoted a pasuk, that uh, Yaakov Avinu was... Um, um, Israel. What was the source of this pasuk for Shidduchim? Um, where, where is this? Also? In Breshit Chavdalad. Yeah. Uh-huh. So we see the El is Tefillah, Elohim is Torah, and Yudkevavke is Shidduchim. So that's from tomorrow. We'll continue. You, you want to speak to me for a moment? Or you want to, it's public or private? Public. Okay, it's questions. Go ahead. So when we. Um, we bow down. Baruch Atah Hashem. Yeah. We do that in two ways. Baruch Atah. Do we do that for all time? All four. All. How about for Modim? All four. The same because Modim, it's only or when you take the second the second word for Modim. Modim Anachnulach. Is there just one way to bow down? Yeah. For any time when you bow down, you do it in the two states. Well, the, well, there's another type of bow that's not really a bow. That's at Elenu and at Modim. Yeah. Of Rabbanan. The Chazara Modim. modim. Right. The Chazara. Yeah. The Chazara. Not yeah. the regular Modim you do in Amida. So the regular Modim, the personal, the private, you do it in... You get up at Hashem's name. Maybe you didn't know that. Open your Sidor. Open your Sidor.
and Hashem's name all the time. Even in Modi, many people don't know. It's, it's very uncommon that people never get taught how to pray. So unfortunate. Right. So the, the four, you, you see people bowing in all kinds of ways, yeah. ten different ways. No one's bow. bowing correctly, and then yeah. it's it's such a shame because the Gemara says that um, is it a Gemara? No, I don't know if it's a Gemara. The Gemara says how to bow in the beginning of Brachot. You're gonna have it in one of these upcoming pages. We're gonna have it in these upcoming pages, like Yud Aleph or Yud Bet, Yud Gimel. It's gonna have it. But um, the Gemara says that it's like a snake, so you have to have all of your 18 spinal cords be popping out, protruding. So many people don't do that. Who bows like that? Who bows like that? I mean, Baruch Hashem, I try to bow like that. But who bows like that? Who bows completely down? You're not supposed to go further than your belt. You're supposed to go until your belt. And he's like this. Have all 18 of your things go. Your video bones popping. I'll tell you the truth. I'm not even joking. Yeah. I do it until that. Really? Yeah. I, I feel my bones popping. It's actually very, very. Uh, so what's the stages of bowing? It's there's four brachas. There's four. There's two brachas that we bow by, and four times. The beginning and end of the first bracha, the beginning and end of modim. Only Shmonaiser. The other two bows that we do are modim, which you are supposed to bow. Bar, um No, uh, you don't have to bow all the way. It's just a a slight bow, just a bend. Baruch Hashem. No, 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 no. Baruch, Baruch, you don't have to bow at all. No, says, you don't have to bow. You don't. You say. You don't have to bow. You don't have to bow. You can just sit so and say. There's no. According to Sfardim, not only can you, yeah. you should not bow. No. For Sfardim, there is no bowing by Modim by by Baruch It's a very common. Not even a kavod thing, like. Uh, I mean, no? uh, if okay. I say if I say Shema, why aren't you bowing? I mean, kavod. There's a lot of kavod. No, I don't know because I see. Uh, Everyone's bowing, everyone bows. Yeah. I know, I know, I'm just, it's just. Uh, could be Ashkenazim bow. The beginning and ending of. Uh, the first bracha. The first bracha. And the beginning and end of Modim. Okay. We're going to see the beginning and end of Modim right now. So, so the beginning of Modim is Modim. Alenu, so it's, 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 so it's not a complete bow. Most post say it's not a complete bow. It's not one of these bows. So let's go step by step. Right, so the ones we don't bow, we'll do in a moment. The one we do bow, um, Beginning. Baruch Atah Hashem, you bow. Mm-hmm. No. Bar, yes, yeah, but, but hold on. Yes, you do, but I, I, I thought I was going to come back to the bringing yourself up. It's Baruch Atah. It's, you go Baruch Atah, head down. Mm-hmm. Baruch your body. Correct. According, this is according to Kabbalah. Show me, show me. This, I can show you. This is according to Benish Chai and Kabbalah. Uh, the truth is, um, no. This is according to everybody. This first part is according to everybody. Say Baruch And then when you're saying Hashem's name, there's two different opinions. One opinion says you keep your head down the whole time, mm-hmm. and then you come up, that's the Benishchai. Mm-hmm. Meaning you do this whole snap and then go up, and then you pick your head up at Hashem. Mm-hmm. While you're saying Hashem's name, you go up. Baruch Hashem. And then lift your head up at the end. And Ravadia says that you're supposed to keep your head up the entire time coming up like a snake. Mm-hmm. That's kind of like the Gemara. Mm-hmm. Baruch Ata, lift up your head and then come up. That's our Obadiah. Ben Ishchai says keep your head down the whole time and then lift up at Hashem's name. And then that's how to bow. And then at the end of the bracha mm-hmm. you'll get to um, Magen Abraham. Mm-hmm. 
You bow again and again around. That's same, the end of the first bow. Same way. Same yeah. bow. Yeah. Then modim is the same bow. Modim anachnulach shatahu. Because there modim anachnulach, there's chen Hashem. There's no Hashem. There is right there. Oh, there. Oh, mm-hmm. so you stay longer down. Yeah. Oh, okay. Modim anachnulach shatahu. Alochenu. Exactly. And then the end of this bracha is hatov shimcha ulachane elado baruch atah Hashem hatov shimcha ulachane elado. Which is the same bow, four bows. So Baruch Hu, for there are minhagim of bowing. There are minhagim of bowing. As far as a corner of body, you don't bow whatsoever. It's actually bad because it's not a place that you bow, and you're bowing in a place that you don't bow. Anyways, point being, uh, Modim you bow a little bit, Aleinu you bow a little bit. There are those who say you bow a lot at Modim Darabanan and Aleinu. The minhag of the world is not to. You'll never see anyone bowing so, like that. So that's three. We're step four. I, I told you the beginning and end of the first bracha and oh, the beginning and the beginning and end modim. of modim, modim. and modim. hatov shimcha. So that's five then. No. No. Beginning and end of modim. Yeah. Modim. That's so that's one, two, three, four, and then Aleinu. No, modim one. Oh no. Okay, fine. No, no, modim's two. At the end of modim is hatov shimcha ulachane elodot. Those are full bows. Oh. Full bows. And then oh. Aleinu is when at the beginning. Aleinu is the end of everything. Aleinu. No, when do you say when do you bow at Aleinu? Oh, va'anachnu mishdachavim. No, it's not the same bow. Let me just see what he writes here. No one, no one bows the whole thing. It's just. No, I said, I said, I said. The end of It's the it's the beginning and end of the first bracha and the beginning and end of modim. No, he's just asking. He's just asking about. He's just asking by bowing. What kind of bow is Elenu? So the snake like five times the snake like bow. That's five times. Five times what? Four times. No, four. Four. Elenu I've never seen anyone really bow that much. Have in my mind that you don't bow. The last one is is the is the end part of Modim. That's the last. That's number four. And that's it. Yeah. And then there's no more in the end. There's, and during the Chazara, there's Modim de Rabbanan. And then we have the Chazara Modim. There's Modim de Rabbanan, which you also... Do you bow during the, uh, the repetition? And, uh, Just during Modim. How far do you bow with Elena? I think the minog of the world is not to bow the whole thing. It's just to show your submissiveness by doing this. But nothing serious. Nothing like what I just told you. And the Chazara Modim, just a regular bow. You stand. Yeah, you should stand. stand Ideally, bow. you should stand and say Modim. Yeah. Uh huh. At the at the at the Chazara. Yeah, during the Chazara. A regular full bow. No. Unless a acknowledgement bow. Mm-hmm. Like you would bow to the queen. I think this Modim, like you said before, they don't have to stand up at the Modim when the Shabbat is returning. Just to go like this. Can you? When the Shabbat Tzibur is repeat the Tefillah, right? I don't see it. There would be, there would not be a difference. But the it is it is if it's you're saying maybe it's not me Karadin. I remember it being pretty serious that you should stand. You bow the same way like you said no. yourself. No. 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 But you it's should just stand. Out of respect. No, but stand. 
during the whole modim. You should stand for that modim drabanan. For the whole modim drabanan. It's very short. Yeah, yeah, sure. But sometimes people they just do like this and they sit. Yeah, yeah it's not. It's, uh, it's I don't not think it's the most proper thing in the world. No, I don't think it's the most proper thing. Um, I'll send you Blinet I'll, I'll look it up It's going to be much easier on my phone I'll look it up on Yalkut Yosef What he says to do And I'll send it to you I'm pretty sure I have it engraved in my mind yeah. That he says to stand okay. It's not it's, de- it's definitely best to stand Yeah, yeah. Definitely. No, I'm saying only according to Sephardim According to Ashkenazim They're anyway standing right. And now I sit during the Chazara What do you do with this phone? No, I need to talk to Leave it here? Yeah, yeah. Should I ask him what to do with it? No, I'm not going to go again.